Good morning, it's Carly and Seamus right across far north Queensland on HIT. And there are some pretty harrowing scenes across our TV screens this morning coming out all over um, from all over America uh, in relation to the death of George Floyd. And right now uh, we are crossing to Amelia Adams who is on the ground in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Amelia. Uh, yeah, good morning, guys. I am on the president's doorstep and um, I was about to tell you that this was a very peaceful protest here at the White House, but it's just turning very tense because thousands of people have marched through the streets to gather for a rally outside the White House, um, fenced off park in front of the White House. It's usually open to the public, but it's not because of what's happened in the last 48 hours. Mm. And just as I'm talking to you, I'm watching dozens of them jump the fence. These are protesters with signs and now armed right police are moving up their line and they'll be trying to keep them back. So this is what we've seen over the last two days. People trying to breach the barricades outside the White House. Police move in and this is genuinely when, um, generally when these protests just start to turn ugly. So is there any kind of end in sight here with these protests? Like what's, how long do you think this is going to go for? It's very hard to say. I think one of the things that hasn't happened yet is um, the President of the United States hasn't spoken in the last 24 hours. Last night, this country burned. You know, almost every city was on fire and he has not held an address. He has taken to Twitter to attack Democratic governors and to attack the media um, who are already coming under attack from police here. Rubber bullets and tear gas and um, crews being arrested, including one of our own in Minneapolis overnight. Um, so I think... Maybe the president will perhaps show some leadership, address his country. Um, but I'm asking every protester the same question. What's the solution? You know, what, what needs to happen for this to stop? And, and no one seems to know. And now everyone is jumping the fence. Oh, my goodness. Amelia, I want to ask you, I mean, obviously it's your job to cover these kinds of things, but how do you feel on a personal level? I mean, we're seeing, as you mentioned before, reporters being arrested. Normally the media is kind of, it's almost like an unspoken rule that they're there to do a job, but it seems like you guys are getting caught up in it. Yeah, it is pretty scary. A lot of crews are coming under attack right across the country. Um, And, you know, when you've got the president of the country tweeting that the media are bad people with a sick agenda. Um, what does that fuel? Mm. It fuels that distrust and, um, I guess, potentially hatred. And um, as I said, one of our own crews was arrested and searched at gunpoint in Minneapolis overnight, which is very scary. Um, at the moment, I mean, I've been wandering around here for a couple of hours and everyone's been pretty friendly. And But, you know, I feel... Usually, in my experience of riots, as it gets later and it gets darker and, and all the peaceful protesters go home and the non-peaceful protesters fire up, that's when, you know, we'll, we'll be starting to um, back off and feel a bit concerned. And the scenes I'm watching right now, as I'm on the phone, do not feel me with hope because got more people streaming into Lafayette Park. That's the park in front of the White House that has been closed off because of the situation. There are barricades up and everyone's yelling and carrying their signs and their placards which say things like Black Lives Matter, justice, no peace, we want change. They're holding them up in the face of the right police at the moment. Um, and I can't breathe, they're chanting, I can't breathe, of course, for George Floyd. So at the moment, um, it's tense. And I can see, you know, the people who are going to jump the next fence and the, and the right police are kind of moving up. So 
uh, you know, getting to that point here, which, which could turn pretty ugly. So, uh, as you were saying before, uh, the media are kind of almost being attacked at this point. Some are being arrested. I've also seen uh, pictures of a bullet going through a camera lens. Yes. Have you come yes. close to being injured or hurt or in danger yourself? No, not yet at this stage, um, which is good news. Uh, as I said, we've had a crew in Minneapolis for the last two nights, um, and they've seen a lot of that. Um, and uh, here in DC, we'll see. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling more and more anxious as I talk to you about yeah. watching what's unfolding in front of me. We just have to be smart. And um, you know what else is really is helpful is telling people we're from Australia, we're from Australia, yeah. because you know suddenly we're not CNN, we're not the American press, and they kind of almost think, oh, they're just Australia, you know, <laughs> like let them go. So um, that can often diffuse the situation. So we've, we're holding up our Channel 9 microphone cube and, and waving that around and letting everyone know that we're here to hear their voices because I think that's a big gripe of a lot of protesters is that they say, you know, the media's not listening, you're not telling our stories fairly, you're not portraying it. And that's so important because their message is getting lost because everyone's staring at burning buildings, right? Everyone's looking at the flames yeah. and the chaos instead of listening to the people who are kneeling in the streets peacefully about what could change it and what could end it. And that's what, that's what our, our job is and our challenge is as journalists. So I hope I can do that here um, safely. Well, you put it perfectly. At the end of the day, even though they are harrowing scenes, there is a very important message behind all of it. Stay safe, Amelia, and thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Amelia Adams from Channel 9 there. It's Carly and Seamus on hit.